And a good Saturday morning to you. Andy is taking the day off. We have invited our friend Jesse Treble from SafeBasements.com, from SafeBasements, to join us today. And you know what? He agreed. Hi, Jesse. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Denny. What a beautiful day. Isn't this something? I, I know. I know oh. it's double-sided here. We need that rain so badly. And uh, that, that that brings me to a point. Let's do this. Uh, for those maybe not only new to the show, but maybe new to safe basements. Uh, if if you were, you know, on a train or in a plane and somebody says, oh, well, safe basements you're with, what, what, is, what do you guys do? Uh, tell our listeners uh, exactly uh, what, what the variety of things your company does. And by the way, this is a CCO land company. You guys are local. Oh yeah, absolutely. We, um, we have actually, uh, four locations. So Litchfield, Minnesota, Painesville, Minnesota, Hastings and Moorhead. And so what we do, we specialize in fixing basements and foundations. So we do structural repairs like foundation peering for a building that has sunk or settled or maybe part of it has settled we do foam lifting so if there's concrete that has has settled we can lift that with a a foam polymer we also do uh we have and most of our systems all of them are proprietary to us but they're most of them are patented too so we're the only ones that use these things because they are the very best but we also fix bowed basement walls, uh, basement waterproofing, with a, and we guarantee everything for life, which is, is kind of a unique thing. Um, but we also manufacture here in Painesville, Minnesota. So all the products we use, we manufacture and distribute to safe basement dealers throughout the country. Yeah. So you, I mean, that is a, a local, uh, you're all over the state. That's That's great to hear. Uh, in fact, I want to invite our listeners to join in, and, and uh, as uh, many people know, we tend to get pretty busy here. So if you have any kind of a, a related question what Jesse is ta- talking about here, what Safe Basements does, in fact, before I started talking about it, I have hired uh, Jesse's uh, company to work on our house uh, a few times, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and uh, we're already starting to get questions uh, as about it. About uh, what about uh, radon? Is that something else that you guys can deal with once in a while? We do. Yep, we work with radon mitigation also. So, our waterproofing system is the only one that works in conjunction with radon mitigation. But we also have a full-time guy that that's all he does is go around and and fix people's radon problems. How often uh, do you see bowed walls? I mean, fortunately, I've never had that experience at, at the homes I've owned. But is, is that a relatively common in your business? It is. It's very common. And really, the reason it happens is because, you know, when a house is built, they put nice pitch on the on the landscaping and they and hopefully put gutters on. But when the water comes off the roof, sometimes that soil around the house will settle and it kind of creates a, a, a low area that collects water and when that moisture saturates the soil, the soil expands, pushes on the wall. So two great things you can do to prevent that because it is a very common problem is make sure you maintain your landscaping and make sure that water can run away from the house. And the other thing is gutters. And you know the best in the business is Linda's Construction for gutters. So talking oh, yeah. to those guys would really help that situation too. Oh, leaf guard, absolutely. Uh, has it, you know, we've, we've had such dry weather, Jesse, uh, lately. Has that 
Is that, uh, you know, those problems not been an issue? They have not shown up because we've been so dry. Well, you know, we, we've had some rain and we've been doing a lot of basement waterproofing, but also when it gets dry like this, a lot of times we see things sinking and settling, uh, cracking. Um, so you see crack in the sheetrock or doors sticking or windows hard to open and close. A lot of time that that's a symptom of a settling foundation. And so we've been doing a lot of peering when it gets dry. And what exactly does peering mean? So when the soil that your house is sitting on, when your footings, the soil sinks or it gets really dry and it gets smaller, it shrinks, um, your footings can settle and then everything sitting on your footings can settle. And so you'll get cracks in your foundation and up the sheetrocked walls upstairs and that's when your, your walls get out of square and that's why doors and windows will stick. But what we do is we dig down to your footings and we can install a foundation pier that's patented by us. So we have the heaviest pier in the industry, the safest and easiest to install, and it holds the most weight and it's guaranteed for life. But we can drive those piers down to bedrock and then lift that house back to level and guarantee it. So it works out really amazingly well. You wouldn't think that you can lift the whole house and foundation. Exactly. That's just amazing like to see that. If you have any kind of a question about your basement, uh, about uh, foam jacking, about radon, things like that, wet basement, uh, 651. If you have any kind of a question about your basement, uh, about uh, foam jacking, about radon, things like that, wet basement, uh, 651-461-9226 is the number. If you want to chat with uh, Jesse, call us. Or if you uh, would rather just send a text, that's fine too. Same number, 651 651- Four six one nine two two six. Let's grab a phone call, Jesse. I think Dan is calling in this morning from Minnetonka. Dan, good morning. You're Hello, on CCO. Tom. Good morning. Great morning. show. Great Thank show. You. Thank you. Or uh, uh, Sullivan, really good show, right? Is that good stuff? There you would say. What can we do for mentioned, you? <laughs> he mentioned a brand of pump, the best sump pump brand to get that's reliable. Um, some years, some time ago, I remember him saying that. If he could repeat that, and then these piers, that might be a great way to go before when you build a house under your footings for additional support. You maybe know, we, to drive those piers down. You're right, Dan. So on questionable soil areas, a lot of times on lakes or maybe lower areas, we'll drive helical piers, or I shouldn't say drive. We screw helical piers into the ground before they build the house. And the best sump pump is Pro Series pumps. They're fantastic. They're they're a commercial quality pump, and uh, the the rep is based out of Minnesota here. All right, yeah. They, Andy has talked about them, as you know, Jesse, from time to time too. So, great. Thanks for the call. Yes. I'll tell you what, Jesse. Hang on. We're going to take a real fast break here, and we'll uh, come back. If you have any kind of a basement question. Uh, or likewise, uh, for the, what we've been talking about here, call us at Texas, 651-461-9226. It's 916 in the Twin Cities. Our last reported temperature reading was 42 degrees. However, we are on our way to near 67. Stay with us here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. Good morning to you. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. Andy Lindis is taking the day off today. Denny Long here with Jesse Treble from Safe Basements. 
that CISU Land Company we've told you about for years here on CISU. Jesse's answering those uh, questions, those type of home improvement questions, either by phone or by text. Uh, we have callers, Jesse. We have texters, 651-461-9226. In fact, uh, let's uh, grab a phone call, I think, from uh, Margaret calling in from Oakdale this morning. Margaret, good morning. You're on CCO with Jesse. Good morning, Jesse. I have a question about sump pumps. Uh, usually, should you check that every year? And also, how long usually do sump pumps last? Well, it depends on the brand. Uh, but yeah, a yearly check, we recommend uh, like in February before the spring melts and all the spring rain comes to just make sure that that sump basket is cleaned out, that the pump turns on and off, that it's in on a, uh, its own circuit. So you don't want to have it plugged in where other, other electrical appliances may be plugged in uh, because when you need it, it might trip the breaker and shut off. And if you do have a battery backup system, which is highly recommended in case the power goes out, um, make sure your battery is charged and it's working right. Sometimes it's uh, you have to add a little fluid to the battery, um, but it's good to run a hose in there and make sure it cycles properly and the discharge is clean. Another good thing is sometimes in, in March, uh, we'll have spring rains, but there's also snow and it'll freeze up at night and making sure that discharge line is open so the water can discharge properly. We also do service uh, some pumps, or we can talk you through it if you call in and, and just need some advice. So either way, we can help you out that with that at 1-800-430-5851. Yeah, we'll get you that number a couple of times before Jesse takes his uh, leave today. Speaking of some pumps, and you've told me in the past, and I've read it too now and recently, uh, that some pumps, that particular area of the house, is a pretty big source of radon. Is that true? And why is that true? It, it really can be because radon is uh, it's kind of a natural occurring thing. It's, it's a byproduct of decaying uranium down deep in the soil. And it just kind of slowly emits out through the soil. Well, a lot of times your sump basket is, is directly in the dirt and there's a drain tile going around your house gathering radon and letting it pour in through the sump basket. So it's good to have a good sealed lid. And if you don't, um, you know, test for radon and make sure your levels aren't high. And I always say, you know, the first step, if you have high levels of radon, is seal up any entry points to the soil and then retest. And that can really, really make a big difference. Well, I, when your workers uh, had, and I know you uh, you guys, this is really talk about proprietary, is that as it's, it's kind of futuristic. It's now sealed that some, our sump up here area uh, with this, um, with I don't know what you call it. It looks like a real classy porthole <laughs> in in a nice ship. Well, explain that to our listeners. What what the guys put into uh, our uh, area here? Yeah, that's a product we developed here in Painesville, and uh, if you have an existing sump basket that doesn't have a sealed lid, you can screw this right down to the floor. And it gives you a really easy access to service your sump pump. And it just works out great. And, yeah, we put one of those in your house, didn't we? Yeah, and it, it really is slick because, like you said, you can still service the pump if you had to with that, that piece of glass there. It looks really great. It's a very smart looking. And uh, nobody else has that. That's your deal, isn't it? 
It is. Yep, that's proprietary to us. Yeah, yeah, pretty neat. You know, Denny, I've been meaning to talk to you about that bill. Oh. <laughs> checks in the mail. I can say checks in the mail. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Change our phone number, would you, dear, please? Okay. Um, let's go back to the phones. I think Paul is uh, calling in from Mendota Heights uh, this morning. Thank you for waiting, Paul. What is your question for Jesse? Yeah, hi, good morning. Say, I'm a small-time uh, real estate person, so I see a lot of homes, and I see homes with bowls in the walls and uh, basement walls. And I've seen a couple different ways that gets handled, reinforcing the cores, sometimes building something in front of the wall. How do you guys handle those situations? Or what, what, what ways can you do that? Well, that's a great question, Paul, because there is a lot of ways to do it. Um, carbon fiber is a great way to do it. Uh, you referred to filling the cores. So that was really one of the original ways is to dig out the basement, push it back, and then fill the cores with concrete and rebar. The only problem with it is it's really hard to get the concrete in there effectively. So uh, carbon fiber straps has really uh, kind of replaced core fill and rebar. Um, The other is a steel beam that goes up against the wall, and it's fastened to the floor and the floor joists, otherwise uh, the basement wall anchor, which I feel is the very best, the most effective, but we do all three. I mean, it's good to have as many tools in your toolbox as you can to make sure that you can properly assess everyone's individual needs because, you know, basements, they can all be different and have need a different type of fix. But all three of those are very good. Thinking about uh, over the years, and I, I at one point in my life, I had a house that was built in 1916, very solid, never a wet, a wet basement unless the boiler you know, <laughs> became too old. Uh, do, do we are the homes being built? Let's let's just have a look at the last ten years. Let's say, uh, how, how how are we doing as far as building newer homes? As far as wet basements are concerned, I guess it depends what what area of the state you live in. I think they're doing a lot better job. Uh, building code says you have to pour the floor on permeable soil. You have to put a free-flowing radon system in, and it needs a sump basket. And so they're taking a lot of steps to prevent it. Sometimes new houses still leak, though, and um, it's good to do good home maintenance, making sure that grade around your house is, is proper so that it drains water away, and having really good gutters. And uh, that's that's extremely important. And if you need gutters, remember LeafGuard with the Lindis, good people at Lindis Construction. Yeah, and it, they are. And it, it, in fact, I was talking to Andy uh, recently about uh, how long he's had him and how long. And I had to tell him because I keep saying, "Well, it's getting close to twenty. Well, it's over twenty-four years now at our house. So I mean, they and they've never clogged. So that's you know, it 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 it's worth it to get those on there. There's no hassle. You don't have to use ladders. That's a whole other story, but. Uh, but yeah, oh, they're amazing. Yeah, oh, they really are. They do work. Uh, Jesse, hang on. We'll uh, have a break for the forecast. Let's see if there's any rain in it. I don't think so, uh, but we'll uh, find out here in a moment or two. We have about another half hour of the show to go. So if you have any uh, questions about your basement, uh, whether it be wet basement, bowed walls, radon, whatever the case may be, maybe foam jacking, uh, give uh, Jesse a call or send a text six five one four six one. Nine two two six. We'll be back with the forecast in a moment here on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. 
Good Saturday morning to you, Denny Long, along with Jesse Treble from SafeBasements.com. Jesse's filling in for uh, the vacationing Andy Lindis today. If you have any kind of a basement question, uh, for that matter, if you have a wet basement, if you have a, a bowed walls, if you have a radon question, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the foam jacking as well. Uh, and uh, again, uh, Jesse, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. We appreciate that. A lot of interest in uh, not only your business, but in the topic here this morning. Uh, again, if you uh, want to call Jesse and chat with him, that'd be great. Or, if it's easier, just send us a text, 651-461-9226. Here's a question, Jesse, about uh, a crawl space. Texter wants to know what mill thickness for plastic vapor barriers should be used for a crawl space that has a dirt pea gravel base. You know, there's a lot of different crawl space encapsulation products out there. We use a 60 mil on the floor, and I believe we have a 12 and a 20 uh, for the walls, and then we like to foam the the, uh, joist spaces so that you don't have uh, cold air entry. Crawl space encapsulation is is a huge thing, and it just makes such a big impact on the house. Uh, the smells, mold spores, uh, just the critters, everything else, encapsulating that just really it's a huge, huge indoor air quality benefit. And so I highly recommend it. There's a lot of really good products, and I guess I wouldn't get stuck too much on mill thickness just as long as you're using a good quality company that's going to stand behind their products. A lot of times there's people that will use thinner stuff just to try to save you money. Um, I don't know if that's that's the greatest way to go because if you kneel on it, uh, you can poke holes in it. And we want to make sure you're using a really good durable product so that uh, you don't have any holes because then you can have radon or mold or air quality issues. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I remember when uh, I hired Safe Basements uh, to do that very thing, that encapsulate. What a great idea. It was one of those things I wish I had done it years ago. Uh, but when uh, the guys put in that, uh, that I mean, it's, if I could stand up there, it would be a great man cave because you know, it's it's so nice and clean and it's like a, that's very heavy uh, thick mill uh thickness on that uh, floor and then with the foam on the walls and the whole thing it's just it's a whole world of difference and i i think the rooms above it are warmer you know oh for sure yeah. and it's it's quite the transformation isn't it i mean it takes something that looks like a horrible dungeon to yeah, kind of like a hospital room clean yeah um, that's and a the good stuff we use on the floor yeah, that's a good oh, analogy. Go a hospital room. It is. It's that nice, bright white. Uh, yeah, really looks great. And you're right about the odors, too, because even though I wasn't having any issues with the mold or mildew, it is basically, It's a, it, in, at least in my case, and maybe that's typical, it was like a dirt floor, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, it's dirt and dingy and moist. And yeah, and yeah it's just a crummy place with spiders and everything else, you know. A world of difference. So, yeah, check out uh, that uh, uh, crawl space encapsulation. I urge listeners to do that. Let's go uh, grab a phone call uh, for Jesse here. Jerry in St. Paul's calling in. Jerry, Jerry, what's your question for uh, Jesse? Yeah, hi, gentlemen. Uh, I have a, a concrete poured floor. It's about 80 years old, and I've got hairline cracks in the floor, and it's rarely ever a problem unless we get a tremendous amount of rain. Then I will get water oozing up through those cracks. 
And uh, so I'm not only concerned about the water, again, what, what rarely happens, but could radon be coming up? And then so can those cracks be repaired? Do you guys do that? How do you do it? Well, the biggest thing, that's a great question, Jerry. Uh, the water, as the water table raise, rises, you get hydrostatic pressure and it pushes up through those cracks. And you can seal those cracks, and that's a good idea to try to keep it as tight as possible. But most of the time, with that rising water table, it'll create new cracks and it'll find a, a path in one way or another. And that's why a drain tile system is so extremely important. And when it comes to waterproofing basements, it's, it's incredibly important to get the drain tile in the soil where the water comes from. There's some companies out there that just do an on-footing. It's kind of an in-floor channel that doesn't dry out the soil under your floor. And they claim that drain tile doesn't work because it just creates mud and it'll plug up. But there's millions of, mile of miles of drain tile that gets put in farm fields every year and they wouldn't be using it if it didn't work. Um, so lowering that water table below your floor is extremely, extremely uh, important so that you dry that dirt out that your floor is sitting on. The other thing is then you can pull suction on that drain tile system and take care of your radon issue also. But what I would, I would recommend is Right now and getting into heating season is a good time to test for radon levels. And if you do have those cracks, test your radon and then get a, a good product and seal those cracks. We also we use a radon shield. We spray on the floors. And that'll it's kind of a temporary fix. And so if you test right after that, you might have really good radon levels, but then the problem's gone. You forget about it and down the road you've created new cracks and, and the radon's back. So a sub-slab depressurization system is the best way to take care of that radon issue with a good drain tile system for the water. Jesse Trebles with us, if you're just joining us from Safe Basements. Are, are there, does the radon, do radon levels vary from soil type around the state of Minnesota and, and, and our adjacent states? Do you know? It does. It's pretty much in every state. Um, and we, there's maps. Uh, that show different levels of different types of soil. I think people with real dense soil like clay, you don't get as much air passage through it. But sandy, airy soils, you can have it kind of free flowing in. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, let's grab an, amazingly, yeah, yeah. doors and windows and insulation is a big part of it because you get the chimney effect with your house. Oh, sure. The more air that passes through your house, the more radon you can pull in. So making sure your your windows and insulation is good is, is important. Yeah. yeah, like a draft, like you said. Um, I'll tell you yeah. what, let's uh, get, get another phone call in here, Jesse. I think Bruce is calling in uh, this morning from uh, Ramsey. Bruce, thanks for waiting. Go What's ahead. your question yep. for Jesse? Yeah, hello. Thanks for taking my call. Mm -hmm. um, we own a house in Ramsey, and we've been there a couple of years. Um, I'm, we pulled up the carpeting and uh, redid the carpeting on the floor in the basement. There were no cracks in the foundation. And as far as I know, there's never been any gutters on the house, and I've never we haven't noticed any, any bowing in the walls. Everything is always dry, no matter how much rain or snow we have. Um, is this something that I need to be concerned with or should I add gutters to my house? And the reason I don't want to is because we have so many maple trees around our house. 
Well, Bruce, that's a great question. Um, you know, if you don't have a problem, you don't have a problem, but good home maintenance is important. And gutters are a big part of that. And if you have a lot of trees, leaf guard gutters are by far the very best. So that would be a good way. The other thing is to make sure as the home ages, and if you didn't have gutters, the rain can create a trough adjacent to the walls. So making sure you keep that that grade maintained is huge, making sure the water can run away from the house. And considering gutters isn't a bad thing. It just It'll just help the situation. Um, but there again, if there is no problem, there is no problem. I wouldn't worry about it too much. And that's what you tell folks, too, if they uh, want safe basements to come out to investigate what, what they may consider a problem. You may say, yes, you have a problem, but uh, is, is that first visit a free one, by the way? I should ask you that. It is free, and we call it, we, we teach our guys consultant-based sales. And our sales team is amazing because we take guys out of the trades, like block layers and cement guys and, and people who have done the work. And they have to work on our crews for uh, about six months before we even let them evaluate a house. And we also have an engineer on staff. But the reason we call it consultant-based sales is because we're just there to help. We want to be good stewards of the community. We don't want to oversell anything. That's a valid point. Let, let's talk a little bit more about safe basements because maybe a lot of folks don't don't know about it. It is. Uh, how long you guys been around? I wanted to ask you that. When did it start? Safe <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I grew up as a kid working with my mom and dad and my brother uh, fixing basements. They started in the 70s. My wife and I started in 1990, and so we've been at it quite a while. And just, you know, they say necessity is the mother of an in, of invention, and that's why we started designing our own products because industry standard just wasn't where we wanted to be. We knew there was better ways to do things stronger, better. We didn't want to create, solve one problem and create another, like waterproofing, and then create a radon issue. That's why we have the only... Uh, waterproofing system that's designed to work in conjunction with radon mitigation. So we just wanted to take it all to another level. And you're still family-owned, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So my wife and I have been at it for, you know, what is it, 32 years, and we've got two boys that have been working in the company that eventually will probably be taking it over someday. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's multi-generational. We uh, Jesse, along those lines of, excuse me, there we got a couple of texts wondering where, where you go, and that we hear that with uh, the Lindis uh, construction as well. Where do you guys serve? What areas would uh, would safe basements serve now? We hear that with uh, the Lindis uh, construction as well. Where do you guys serve? What areas would uh, would safe basements serve now for those that want that want to know wherever they live? Uh, you know, we cover the whole state. We get into South and North Dakota. We actually have a shop in uh, Winterset, Iowa now. So that's right next door to Des Moines. And we get into uh, Eastern, or I'm sorry, Western Wisconsin also. So we cover a pretty big area. We do have uh, five shops. So, And you've got such, and I know, and Andy Lindis has taught me this some time, a long time ago, that you, your company... We kind of applaud you, certainly, because you're very well respected all over the country, not just in our area as well, and maybe even in part other parts of the world as well. So, I just I just wanted to get a little background on you and urge our listeners that if they do have problems with 
even things like sticking doors or windows or leaky basements, certainly what we talked about. Uh, maybe odors of mold or mildew, uh, if you're concerned about radon, things like that. Uh, this is a local CCOLAN company. In fact, we got a text, uh, Jesse, before we take this break, about your workers. Somebody saw them working, and they, they wanted to compliment Jesse on what good work they did. So that just popped up here. So I thought I'd oh, nice. <laughs> mention that. It's always nice to see that, too. Locally-based safe yeah, basements uh, is, is who you want to get in touch with. What about a phone number, Jesse? Uh, you mentioned it earlier. Yeah, 1-800-430-5851, or just go to safebasements.com. Okay, one 800 Four three zero five eight five one or safebasements.com. All right. Hang on, Jesse. Quick break in order here. We'll be back with more text questions to get answered here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And a good morning to you. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. Denny Long here along with Jesse Treble from Safe Basements. Uh, Jesse's filling in for uh, Andy Lindis, who's taking the day off today. Uh, Jesse, we have a bunch of text messages we can uh, help folks out here, so let's uh, see if we can't do that very thing before we have to let you go today. Uh, here's Sounds one. It, it says, let me see. I have a basement which is a block wall foundation, and I'm getting a white, bubbly-looking substance on the wall. Do you know what that is and what caused it? Uh, that could be efflorescence. It's kind of a furry stuff. It, it it looks like it might be a mold, but it isn't, and it's relatively harmless. It's a chemical reaction between the concrete and water in the block. And so just something to be aware of. You can just clean it off. Uh, make sure your gutters, your landscaping is good. Like I always say, your sump pump is working correctly. And if you have damp walls at the bottom, uh, that may be a bigger issue, and you may want to have us come take a look at it. All right, very good. Uh, Jesse, this one says, I watched a house being built about 200 yards from White Bear Lake this year. There was about a foot of water in the hole when they poured footings, and they had a sump pump running during construction. Why would a contractor build in a situation like this? Now that the lake level is down, no water is coming from the pump that comes from Ken in White Bear Lake. You want to feel that? <laughs> Dang, yeah, that's that's not a good sign. Um you know, as long as they take the right uh, preventative processes with drain tile and sealing it and, and doing all the stuff, it shouldn't be a problem. But, you know, there's just fewer and fewer good lots out there, so we have to take what we can get. Um, uh, you know, fortunately, there's good technology out there to prevent the problems. But, yeah, I would be nervous if I was the homeowner and saw that. Oh, not good. Not good. Uh <laughs> Let's see, another one here. Our sewer uh, main line goes through the block wall about 40 inches above our basement floor. The home is a split level, so there's a slab floor about 18 inches above the main sewer line. My question is, the hole in the block wall is quite a bit larger than what was needed for the sewer line to pass through. Is that a structural or radon issue? We live in Maple Grove. Uh, it could be a, a radon issue. Um, if that's open to the soil, it wouldn't be a bad idea to take some of that great stuff, spray foam and, and foam that, and then cut it off flush with the wall and use a good uh, uh, sealant that works in conjunction with uh, concrete and plastic and just caulk that up tight just so you don't have any air coming in through there because it could be a, a radon leak. 
Please ask Jesse if they cover the Elk River, Minnesota area. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. All of Minnesota. All the time, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Do you really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Here's another one, Jesse. What can be done if a garage floor has big cracks with gaps throughout the floor? There are open cracks between the cement blocks that are uh, the foundation for the garage. Can a garage floor be replaced without replacing the entire garage is their question. It depends on the type of foundation. If it's a floating slab and the, and the garage is just out in the middle of the yard, not attached to anything, then no. But if it's attached to the house and it has a frost foundation, it, like it's sitting on block walls or concrete walls and the floor is poured between those, then yes, absolutely. And that's, that's a nice way to solve a bunch of problems. It's not about uh, radon here, but uh, are sump pumps a common access point for mice to enter the home? No, no, they're not. Um, you know, I'm not to say it hasn't happened, but they'd have to dig down, you know, six, seven feet of soil to get down in there and then go under your footings and somehow get all the way through. Now, sometimes people have drain tile on the inside and the outside of the house and they run that drain tile up into window wells, and then mice could get in to that drain tile, go potentially all the way through into the sump basket. Um, but that's pretty rare, and usually when they run it up into window wells, they cap it so that the things can't get in there. Um, so, you know, a couple things to think about there, but the short answer, no. But another good reason to seal up the sump basket. Yeah. Can patio homes, here's another one, Jesse, have radon issues? Can patio homes have radon issues? Any house that sits on dirt can have radon issues. And I think that's all of them, unless you're on stilts. We have uh, less than two minutes to go, Jesse. You know what we haven't talked about or had a question about uh, about, uh, um, uh, foam jacking? Maybe explain in in 60 seconds or less uh, how that works and, uh, and how you guys do that. So if the soil... Uh, settles under your concrete slab, eventually your concrete slab will settle also. And especially coming into, you know, snow plowing season and shoveling, you know, and one slab settled and the other didn't, you've got that spot you run your shovel into and it about breaks your hand. Uh, We can drill small holes in that slab, inject foam, and lift that back up to where it needs to be so you don't have those tripping hazards anymore. And it works great. Well, that's another thing I hired your company to do two, three years ago, whenever it was, and uh, that's just an amazing. And you don't really see where that uh, point went in there either. It's pretty well camouflaged, so that's uh, really a yeah. We deal. use the we use the dust when we drill the hole. We save that, and then when wow. we patch it in with concrete, we top that off with the same stuff that came out of there, and it it really blends in pretty nice. Oh, it really does. Jesse, we are plumb out of time. It's always fun having you on the show, and let's uh, let's do this again sometime if you uh, if and when you have the time. We appreciate that. Well, thanks so much for having me. I I appreciate it very much. You want to get in touch with Safe Basements? Easiest way is uh, just get online at safebasements.com. But I'm going to give you a toll free number as well, and that is one eight hundred four three zero five eight five one one eight hundred four three zero five eight five one. Our thanks to Jesse Treble. Uh, again, get on the web at safebasements.com. Denny Long thanking you for your company today. Susie Jones will be back tomorrow morning here on 830 WCCO.